from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You are looking live at VSIN Prime Time. Live from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, here is Tim Murray and Jonathan Von Tobel. Hour two of VSIN Prime Time. God, I love it. That's JVT. I'm Tim Murray. We just gave out our best bets. Wes Reynolds will give out his bottom of the hour. Mike Sanford at 8 o'clock Eastern as we continue to break down quarterbacks. Last week it was Caleb Williams. Today we'll do a little Drake May discussion with him. Before we uh, get to the news of the day regarding college football and the officialness of the college football playoffs starting next year, as it says in the open, you are looking live at VEASAN primetime. You are looking live at Jonathan Von Tobel's fantasy baseball draft. Yeah. Uh, this is some serious stuff. He's got like three spreadsheets going over here. He's blacking things out. He was doing the keepers last night. It's way above my head. So you're on the clock. What pick do you have? So I got the fifth overall pick. Uh, let's see. Julio Rodriguez, Bobby Wood. I can't do the who's off the board. Like Mookie Betts is off the board. We got a keeper league going. So there's a lot of different guys that I can't really <laughs> say. Like, you know, I can go through the whole list. Um, Who are you going to pick? Who's on the board? So I'm debating if I want to go with Freddie Freeman or Aaron Judge. Mm. And now my thought is Aaron Judge, there was a report the other day that said his toe is going to require some maintenance throughout the season. Um, You know, Judge is a guy that does miss some time somewhat frequently. On the other side, Freddie Freeman, who has been absolutely spectacular and is one of the best players in baseball, Hall of Famer, all that kind of stuff. um, I mean, he's doing this. What is he? He's like 34. What is the shot that I spend the like you know my fifth overall pick on him, and all of a sudden he becomes a thirty-four-year-old in baseball? So, uh, uh, below, all right, He's amazing. I'm in. Yep, all right, Freddie I'm doing Freeman. It. I'm doing I'll it. just high floor. You're right, all right, Freddie I'm doing Freeman. It. I'm doing it. Don't make me think this. As over. a Nationals fan, just tortured me. Punching this in. None. Are you going, Freddie Freeman? All right, I'm going to hit enter. You guys ready? If play this back, if he if he has a bad year, <laughs> and I take this because of you guys got a lot of money on the line here. But I was going to say, I mean, we, I was going to say, how long do you have? Because we could just get in listener involvement and see who they, who they think that you should pick. No, we don't have that much time. I got somebody breathing down my neck already. Make the pick. Like, I'm on the air. 
I'm doing a television show. Yeah. Shut your mouth. All right, Freddie Freeman is the selection. Uh, we will not do your second round pick. Uh, we, the first round pick was... I don't know. That's when it gets good. You guys <laughs> want to know who my keepers are? No. Who'd you keep? Come in. Camilla Duvall, closer for the San Francisco Giants. Got him in the ninth round. He'd probably like, um, probably be around, around around like a seventh rounder this year, so a little bit of value there. Tyro Strada got him in the 18th round, everyday guy. To get an everyday player uh, in the 18th round is pretty solid. And then uh, the upside on Spencer Steer. Watch out. He was a free agent for me last year, and I think he's going to do very well. So he's my third keeper. There you go. We'll watch out. All right. I mean, I'm telling you right now. We're going to be on the air during baseball season, during like with a witching hour, if you want to call it, when all these baseball games are on. Witching I'm going to be all over the place. <laughs> Is there a witching hour in baseball? I don't know why. I'm fired up. I, every year I get fired up for baseball season, man. I'm ready. I'm ready. I mean, it's February 20th. You just, you feel it's in a month. We're a month away. Eh, five weeks. No, we're literally a month away. Because remember, we play oh, the, we have the Korean they play, games. Yeah, they yeah. play the early Korean series. Yes, we are a month away, baby. Let's do this thing. Let's play some hardball. At what point will you give up any hope on the Angels? Um, usually it's around All-Star break. This year, though, they're going to be really bad. So uh, <laughs> they have one pitcher on the roster that, by fan graph projections, has an ERA of under four. So it's, it's not looking great. <laughs> so probably... Anthony Rendon's locked in. March, yeah. He's, 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 he's ready to go. Yeah, I put in my one future. We hit it. Put back. Put our feet up. I got to figure out what my one future will be uh, this year for, uh, for baseball. By the way, can I... So somebody responded. We put up Ryan Wilson was on with us from CBS and and I put up the clip of him saying that he's got a third round grade on JJ McCarthy. Yeah. And so I put the video up and somebody said, all the kid does is win. You're counting high school victories. All right. Relax. High school victories do not translate to winning in the National Football League. Let's eliminate the all he does is win thing. Okay. And actually, by the way, shout out to Eric Eager, who regularly joins the program, and the yeah. guys over at Sumer Sports, um, because they, on their show today, discussed this. And Dimitrov, Thomas Dimitrov, the former Atlanta Falcons GM, yep. mentioned that hey, it gets kind of shaky when you start to reference high school wins as one of the reasons why you should probably take this kid in the first round. So let's just let's pump the brakes on he's just a winner. All right? How about throw more than like 500 pass attempts in a game or in a season? Huh? Let's go. Come on. I'm By the way, up. I'm fired uh, up, baby. Brett White Whitefield uh, just put this out there. He said, first half passing attempts, if you remove screens, J.J. McCarthy actually led Drake May, Jaden Daniels, and Caleb Williams. He had more than those three combined. Sure. So, I mean, I, I think when it comes to J.J. McCarthy, it's not that I don't think the question is he doesn't throw downfield. If you watch the film, what is the rate of open throws that he's making, mm -hmm. right? Whatever, what is the reads? How much is he actually having to do? What is he checking at the line of scrimmage? What are his responsibilities as a quarterback? Those are the questions. I don't think anybody's asking whether or not he can throw the ball downfield or his, you know, his ADOT, as they say, the average of the target. It's just what's the workload on your shoulders? How much you have to do as a quarterback? And how much of that does that translate to the National Football League? And I think those are fair questions when you have played in this scheme and what we watched all year long. So Right now, if you had to guess, because it was Anthony Richardson last year, not a big shock because of the physical nature and the freak that he is. Who is the guy, JVT, that we come, or not we, we as the collective, mm -hmm. right? The, the collective narrative, so to speak, from the combine in a couple weeks, less than a couple weeks, isn't it? A week away, uh, in Indianapolis, comes away blowing people's minds. Who is the combine winner is it jj mccarthy i mean it could be 
it, only in that like the expectation that right everybody keeps saying that like hey four four forty he could you know he could be right around there this big dude yeah right so like if I think that's the easiest one because there's already people who are chomping at the bit to make him a first round selection so then if he comes out and measures very well the combine then you're probably going to see that really big push like hey big winner at the combine here you go um and i think that's probably like the easy selection right now like that would be the one i would circle to look out for being a winner out of the combine outside of some like you know well yeah there's always like going to be tiny, some like yeah some yeah, yeah. safety i'm talking like about quarterbacks most notable yeah there will be plenty i always of... loved his hips yeah you know he's really good <laughs> coming out of the drive coming out of the combine i knew the whole time the old john ross he ran a 4-1 right and he sucked in the NFL. Um, a little NBA midseason primer. What are we doing today? Whatever you want, man. I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. Uh, we can do awards. We can do yes-no playoffs. Uh, which one do you want to do? Okay. Oh, you want to look at the portfolio? Oh, we have the portfolio. Yeah, we can do that. Let's look at my portfolio really quickly and see where I stand. Right. Um, I cannot wait to taste the delicious closing line value sandwich that I have on some of these things. Now, I will direct you to the very bottom. Uh, which is the Trailblazers to win the finals at 150 to one that I made over the summer. This was on the heels of the report that they were going to go get Pascal Siakam and forego the third overall pick. So I wanted to put this in there. One, to be fair and honest. Uh, two, you can always try to get ahead of information. Sometimes you get ahead of it, and then it ultimately turns out to be wrong information. So that's why you have that Trailblazers to win the finals uh, right in there. The other one that stinks is that 76ers at 25 to one to win the NBA finals looked awesome about a month ago before Joel Embiid went down. So now that he is injured, we're right back to where we are for 25 to one. Uh, but it's hard not to like where I stand with uh, some of these others, right? Uh, Timberwolves to win the Western Conference Finals, that's 30 nice. to one uh, to win the West. They are now currently nine to one to win the Western Conference. The Cavaliers to win the finals at 35 to one, smidge of value there. They're at 30 to one. And the big one for me is the Los Angeles Clippers to win the NBA Finals at 30 to one, as they are in some spots a favorite uh, to win the West. So I like the way I'm at, but I'll say this, there's obviously a very real reality. And I'll, and I'll add to this too. I'm pretty much done now at this point, adding like conference and, and finals really? okay. futures. Cause you know, you don't want to load up too much. I think at least you don't want to sit there and have like every other team and every other thing, right? Because then you're just going to get screwed. So from a future standpoint, I'm sitting in a pretty good spot. I think and I'm okay there. As far as awards go, I can't wait to have a nice closing line value. Look, look at the closing line value I've got on four of these things. It's Ooh. great, right? Devin Booker to win MVP. I bet that preseason down to 150 to one. That sucks. But Kawhi Leonard to win MVP, 150 to one, up to 50 to one. Chet Holmgren to win uh. Rookie of the Year, not great. Five to one plus 450. That one I just added about a week ago, though. I'm trying to buy low there on Holmgren to win it. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga to win most improved, 25 to one, up to 750. The one I really like the most is Norm Powell to win sixth man of the year, 45 to one. He's now plus 650 to do so. He's closing games for Los Angeles Clippers. He is a piece in one of the most efficient lineups in the NBA. It's been absolutely spectacular. So the portfolio looks good in terms of closing line value, um, potentially, but we'll see if I actually get home on some of these, which is uh, always the game, right? <laughs> Can't wait to grade all of these. See. Six man of the year. We'll get. We're going to keep you updated on, on uh, the primetime portfolios uh, as we go along here. By the way, yeah, quite a few of these are at that book. So hopefully, <laughs> you'll get half your winnings yeah. back, back from that. I'll get the book. card in the mail though eventually. So you know, I'll be good. I'll hey, be good. You'll be good to yeah, go when these all get a lickety split now. When these all cash. 
Um, six man of the year. Uh, walk us through this market. So Malik Monk right now from Sacramento is your favorite. Yeah. Uh, at DraftKings, minus 115. Uh, averaging what, like 15 and 5 a game for the Kings. Tim Hardaway Jr. in Dallas, plus 175. And then your guy, Norm Powell. And then it drops off a little bit. Karis LeVert, 22 to 1. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich in Atlanta, 30 mm-hmm. to 1. Jordan Clarkson, 30 to 1. Russell Westbrook, uh, now 35 to 1. How would you look at this right now? And you mentioned Norm Powell. You had him at 45 to 1. DraftKings has him at plus 750. What do you think has to happen for your ticket to cash when you look at Monk and Hardaway Jr. being ahead of uh, your guy? And I I think really it's just the the reason why those guys are ahead is because they have like the traditional six man of the year statistic, which is they're averaging, you know, what, 15 and 17 respectively, Tim Hardaway, excuse me, Malik Monk and Tim Hardaway. But for this award, I'm going to be very curious, and this is why I bet Norm Powell. As I mentioned, Tim, he is an integral beast to the Los Angeles Clippers. Like, yes, he's coming off of the bench. He closes games for them. We saw right right before the break, if you remember the comeback against the Golden State Warriors, yep. hit three or four threes in the fourth quarter to lead him to victory in a game without Kawhi Leonard and in which Paul George fouled out. Like, he is a very big part of what they do and why they are at the point that we're at. So I think that if we're talking, like, if you're looking and saying, hey, where would you want to go? Like, I know I've got a good ticket on him here. I actually still think there's value where you're at right now with Norm Powell still when it comes to six man of the year because he has a resume that goes beyond the statistics. Bottom of the hour, we take a look at the college basketball card with our good friend Wes Reynolds, co-host of VSIN tonight. Up next, the college football news of the day and what it means for the futures market moving forward. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. 
And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Jonathan Von Tobel on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you haven't checked it out already, make sure you check it out. Fresh new look over at vsin.com. Right now, I'm looking at it. Got Adam Burke's plays of the day. Best bets from Wes Reynolds on the PGA Tour Mexico Open, which will start on Wednesday. JVT's got an article up evaluating the Western Conference at the All-Star break. Of course, we've got our betting splits. We've got our picks. He got it all over there. Head on over vsin.com. Fresh new look alongside that man Jonathan Von Tobel I am Tim Murray coming up bottom of the hour Wes Reynolds will jump on give us his thoughts on a really loaded late night slate of college basketball this evening couple games underway including Tennessee at Missouri the stat unranked teams at home against top 10 teams this year 37 and 37 straight up which is just ridiculous when you think about it yeah. uh, Iowa Michigan State underway Michigan State laying a pretty big number there Iowa coming off of their nice overtime victory has uh, I believe an early lead there so we'll keep you updated but the big boys still to come tonight UConn at Creighton a bet that I have made uh, three still out there at uh, Caesars I'm with Creighton uh, on that spot JVT is laid the seven with Wisconsin against Maryland. I am also on Wisconsin, put them in a money line parlay. JVT also taking the uh, road dog in San Diego State at Utah State. No play from either of us on TCU Texas Tech, but I do think Texas Tech, good spot for them uh, there against TCU, who just won uh, a barn burner over the weekend. And uh, Baylor BYU, top 25 showdown tonight. In uh, Provo, I am on BYU to win that game. Uh, three and a half now out there. Uh, didn't want to lay the number, put them in a money line parlay. And then a really good one, I think, late night. Uh, St. Mary's in San Francisco should be a fun one. Yes. Uh, St. Mary's beat them up pretty good at San Francisco earlier this season, one by 17 on the road. St. Mary's undefeated. And this note from uh, Matt Norlander, I did not realize this. They are the only undefeated team in conference play in the entire country. Only one left, and uh, St. Mary's uh, puts that unbeaten uh, record on the line tonight against the Dons of San Francisco. Not an official play. I kind of like the Dons a little bit in that spot, but not an official play. Probably will get involved. That game tipping off at 11 o'clock later on tonight. So much more College Hoops breakdown coming up bottom of the hour with Wes Reynolds. But I did want to hit on this, JBT. Today, it was unanimously approved the 5 plus 7 model for the college football playoffs. So previously, before the Pac-12 completely fell apart, it was a six plus six. It was six automatic bids for conference champions and then six at-large bids. Then the Pac-12 fell apart, except for Washington State and Oregon State. And we sat here thinking, are we still going to do six plus six? Does that huh. mean great? Does that mean the MAC and uh, the Sun Belt might have a chance to get in? Nope, as you would imagine. Uh, it has prevailed, and 5 plus 7 is the new model. So now seven at-larges, four auto-bids, conference champions get a buy, and then one conference champion will not get a buy. 
more than likely that'll be the group of five uh, conference there representative. But you never know. Cincinnati a couple of years ago would have technically got a buy. You can get a buy if you are a G5 squad, if you're ahead of a Power 5 conference. Quick thoughts on this. Man, the Big 12 really bakes out break here, right here, right? Oh, yes. I mean, the Big 12, think about it this way, JVT. It stinks. It's not great. Yeah. It's going to be awesome for college basketball. Oh, is it going to be great? It's the best conference in college basketball right now, and you're adding Arizona? Mm. Give me giddy up. But if you looked at the rankings, the final rankings this year for the college football playoff, Arizona would have got a bye. Right. Because Oklahoma and Texas are gone. And you bring in Colorado, you bring in Arizona, you bring in Utah. Utah, certainly a couple of years ago, uh, they would have gotten a bye. They were, I believe, number eight in the final poll. So, look, it's going to happen. There's going to be decent teams. But overall, the Big 12 makes out like a bandit here. The Big 12 champion more than likely will get a bye, at least in the first couple of years before they change this thing around where they add new teams. But the question I had for you, JVT, before I get to something that I just want to absolutely massacre from a terrible take from some dope on Twitter. Um, what does this do, in your opinion, for the futures market, the betting market, whether it be the national championship? I think it does allow for us, hopefully, to get a pretty robust and interesting right. to make the playoff discussion, especially conferences like the Big 12 or the Group of Five representative or a team like I don't know, Penn State or Iowa, someone like that who, you know, could slip in as a, I think that becomes really interesting to as look at in the futures market. Yeah, as an at-large. Yeah. But when it comes to just flat-out national championship odds, you look at a Georgia, right? They're plus 350 or so right now to win the national championship. They should be the rightful favorite. But I'm thinking, okay, under normal circumstances, you get two playoff games, and then you think about the old money line parlay situation. I don't know if there's a ton of value to bet into the futures market, unless you're getting a completely crooked number. Mm -hmm. I think there are better ways to go, but I think the national championship futures market, to me, unless you're betting a Washington last year, right? They were 100 to 1 at some shops, or, um, you know, whatever, what TCU, you know, a couple of years ago. I, I just, I don't think there's a ton of value in betting the favorites in the, in the, in the market. Yeah. I, I would say, no, I think, I, I think what a lot of people might try to do here is take some long shots, expecting that you can get one of those, uh, right. Whether it's going to be an at large, something like that, and then work your way through that once you get to the actual tournament. Um, but I think that's kind of flawed logic, right? Cause I'm never of the mindset that you want to bet a future with the thought of, I can get off this, right. right, at some point. You want to bet it because you think there's value and that the probability of that thing happening is actually higher than what the number you're betting into is. So I don't, I think betting futures in the new college football is going to be pretty fascinating because I, I, still, I still think two things. First off, at the end of the day, I still think we get relatively chalky by the time we get to the end of the tournament, right? I think it's harder. I think it's moving forward. I think the new tournament, the new field mm -hmm. makes it harder for TCU. Remember, two years ago, TCU got in. They didn't win the Big 12. So in the right. newt bracket, TCU would have to play a home game, and then they would have to win four straight or three straight to get to the national championship. I think it makes it harder that for the Washingtons, for the TCUs sure. of the world. That's you need that depth. 
I agree. So I, I think you're gravitating more toward, I think, the top if you're betting some of these futures than anything else um, because I just don't think there is some real upper mobility. And again, football is a weird sport, so obviously we're going to get an upset here or there because sure. football is just weird. Uh, but in terms of the grand scheme of it and how this shakes out over the course of you know the thousand simulations and whatnot – more often than not, chalk's still going to hold, and I don't think that I'd be running to go and bet things. And you can you can you can bet the make a playoffs. A lot of those are going to be pretty close to at least preseason uh, to your odds to win your conference, and then you move on from there. So I think it's going to be pretty fascinating. But teams like Penn State and everything, like and that's the other part, Tim. You know, we'll use Penn State this year as an example. Before the season began this year. Penn State would probably be close to what? Like, you're laying a price to get into the playoff, yep. you would assume, right? Uh-huh. So so for some of these teams, you're probably going to be laying a price to get into this thing. It's going to be really fascinating to see how this futures market shapes out, but I don't find myself gravitating toward trying to bet some of these teams because of the new format. And, and what I hope, please, give us a two-way market on this because that's where – I think it gets really fun, and hopefully we do get a oh, playoff yes no. Yeah. yeah, if we get a playoff yes no, I mean you think about let's just look at this year's rankings preseason for example. Uh, preseason rankings this year had Georgia one made it, Michigan two made it, Ohio State three would make it in the new bracket, LSU five wouldn't have made it, USC six definitely wouldn't have made it, Clemson nine. Definitely wouldn't have made it. So there's going to be opportunities out there uh, to to fade some teams in the futures market. So uh, I, look, I'm excited. I'm on record. I think it's going to be awesome. Um, I, I think that. Third, and those are the, by the way, you're looking at the final rankings, right? This is the preseason. So this is what they were preseason. Oh, okay, knowing you. what their odds would have been, like Clemson, you probably would have got a plus price on Clemson. You definitely would have got yeah. a plus price on Clemson sure. yep, not yep. to make the playoff in the new form. That is out there. So I want to hit on something real quickly because I don't know who this guy is, but he's got a lot of Twitter followers, and he put this out there, and it's idiotic. Get him. All right. The new college football playoff will put the four highest-ranked conference champions as seeds one through four. That means even if Notre Dame is the number one-ranked team in the country, they would get the number five seed, requiring them to win four straight games to win a title. That's brutal. I'm a Notre Dame fan. This is the dumbest take I've seen in a while, and we just came off of the NBA All-Star game where everybody was yelling at the cloud out there how terrible it was for basketball, even though the ratings didn't show that. Buddy, Notre Dame can't play the conference championship game. You know what that now removes? Them playing a really hard team like Alabama, playing Georgia. And guess what? If you lose said conference championship game, you don't get a bye. So now, Notre Dame, who, by the way, agreed to this 12-team playoff format instead of playing a conference championship game, if they were number one, JBT, they'd play the number 12 team right. in Indiana in December. Not a bad trade-off. This is v Primetime with Tim Murray and Jonathan Von Tobel on v the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge, I am. just head over to v slash picks and follow Wes Reynolds' place. Or also become a v Pro subscriber. Well, you need that to get the v picks page as well. Get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, upcoming college hoops betting guide, Bracket breakdowns plus full access to vsin.com with our exclusive betting split breakdown on every game. Visit vsin.com.
dot com slash pro to subscribe today. That's V-S-I-N dot com slash pro. Alongside Jonathan Von Tobel, I am Tim Murray. It is VSIN Prime Time. I'm scrolling. I'm trying to find a quote to uh mm. to to bring up to our next guest. Yes, I found it. Okay, I was going to say, if you need me to fill, I can, I can update you on my fantasy baseball draft. That's all right. We'll pass on that one. Right. Uh, Wes Reynolds, who you could catch now. New time for VSIN tonight, 11 p.m. Eastern, and also will be re-aired over the overnight hours. He and Matt Humans for three hours here on VSIN. Joins us right now at Wes Reynolds 1 on Twitter. Uh, quote from Shaka Smart to John Rothstein of CBS. Quote, this is the best UConn team that we've played. That was courtesy of Shaka Smart to John Rothstein following the butt whipping that Marquette took at the hands of UConn over the weekend. So it leads me into this, Wes. Tonight, UConn travels out to Omaha, Nebraska. They are laying, depending on where you look, two and a half or three. You ride in with the Blue Jays tonight at home against the unstoppable Huskies. I am actually riding with the Blue Jays. Hopefully uh, Greg McDermott isn't uh, too focused on his agent putting out feelers for the Ohio State job, but that's uh, that's another story <laughs> here. But uh, first meeting between these two teams, uh, look, both teams, a uh, very low-scoring game, but it was pretty ugly for Creighton, uh, 0.77 points per uh, uh, point for possession. They weren't really that competitive. The defense was pretty good because, you know, they like to drop Kalkbrenner. You know, similar to what Purdue does with Zach Eady, that drop coverage uh, uh, that they do. So you, uh, very tough to score against the rim. Uh, so Creighton actually very good against the rim, but UConn also pretty good at defending the rim now that Klingon is back. Uh, but, yeah, look, uh, this is just selling as high as you can sell. This is the nation's number one longest winning streak right now at 14 games. Uh, UConn, and look, I think that they're legit. They're legitimately good, and I think that they are the legit number one team. Usually you can't say that because you can make arguments for five or six different teams, but they're the best team right now. But if you look at the schedule, you know, they, they really haven't had a lot of road tests so far, uh, Tim. The one that they had was at Seton Hall, where they actually lost, and that was very, the first game of the uh, regular season uh, back in December in terms of the Big East Conference. But they played at, at, at Butler and at Xavier and at Villanova, St. John's, and those teams are okay, but they're not great. But they haven't played the other two big guys in the conference, and that's Creighton on the road, and that's Marquette, who they're going to get on March 6th. So, Tough environment. Look, they sell out there in Creighton. That's one of the toughest places to win on the road. So uh, I do like the Blue Jays tonight, even though very, very small number. Uh, Wes, you are taking the same tact as my co-host here and using Wisconsin as part of a money line parlay. Uh, walk us through the Badgers, because actually I laid it with Wisconsin. I laid seven. I think it's a better spot for them at home. But what's the logic here on using them in the spot for the Badgers now back at home after a rough stretch? Yeah, and, and it looks like a big number, and, and uh, you know, I, I think you're actually right on laying it. I use it in a money line parlay. But Wisconsin, at the end of January, they were 16-4, and four and they were 8-1 and one in the Big Ten. And now they're 9-6 and six in the Big Ten, so they've lost five of their last six, just uh, haven't defended at their usual level, haven't been making the shots that they were making earlier in the season. But I do kind of feel like this is a little bit of the buy low for these guys. Uh, Maryland by the way, has been better on the road uh, this year. They couldn't get much worse in the Big Ten where they didn't win a game on the road, but they did win in Illinois and they did win at Iowa. But I wonder about Maryland. They've lost four of the last five. This team really struggles to manufacture offense, and you kind of saw it 
against Illinois where they would just hang around on Saturday, hang around, you know, get it down to two or three and then couldn't get a stop. And then Jameer Young, who's really the guy that makes them go. So I'm not dogging on him here, but he kind of played hero ball at the end because he kind of felt like he had to, because this team can't shoot the three 28.7%. They're one of the worst in college basketball. So this team could get behind in a hurry, even though they're really good defensively, but Kevin Willard's bunch has really had trouble scoring points all year, and I think they will tonight as well. Yeah, I was just pulling it up, Wes, uh, over at uh, BartTorvik.com. The adjusted offensive efficiency rating for Maryland on the road, 231st in the nation. Uh, Not very good. Uh, They are, I believe, 188th. Uh, for the entire year. I want to go late night, uh, really sneaky, good game. And especially as we get into this time of year, where we're getting closer to March, St. Mary's is unbeaten in West Coast Conference play and have really turned it around after a just brutal start to the year. Probably were a little overrated entering the year based on some of the, the market. And since then, since I think that loss to Missouri State, they've, they've completely turned it around, haven't lost since Christmas, undefeated in the WCC. They've already beaten San Fran uh, by 17. I haven't put it in the account yet, but I'm really intrigued by the Dons in this spot, catching seven and a half now at St. Mary's. Uh, you looking at San Francisco or looking to lay it here late night in Moraga? Yeah, I've got the Dons here. And look, I'm going against the nation's number one and number two longest winning streaks right now. <laughs> You've in St. Mary's. So this is, this is certain to go well this evening. So uh, I'll be in a nice surly mood for uh, Beeson tonight uh, uh, later on this uh, network. But, uh, Joshua Jefferson, uh, St. Mary's forward, uh, who's really kind of their best defender down low. Doesn't look like he's going to go. He had a great game, by the way, against USF in the first meeting where they went to the hilltop and they beat him 77 to 60. But I think defensively, that's where they're going to be hurting. This San Francisco team is actually a really good team. You look at their record, 21 and six. Now I know they don't, they don't have that quad one win. This would certainly be the opportunity to, to get one, but yeah, St. Mary's, look, they, they've been playing uh, some weak competition ever since they beat Gonzaga. They got Portland and Pepperdine, who might be the two worst teams in the West Coast Conference, and been playing Pacific. Actually, Pacific is the worst. But I think at USF, uh, they know that this is their game of the year right now. And, and, uh, and I think that they're due a little bit of regression in terms of positive regression in terms of the three-point shooting here. So I think those are going to fall in Moraga tonight. I think this is going to be a really close game. Wes, we are going head-to-head in the Mountain West tonight. Why have you betrayed me? Why are you going with the Utah State Aggies today? Yeah, and uh, look, uh, San Diego State is is certainly a tough team. And, 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 you know, I I can't really cast aspersions on you going with SDSU. But on the road, they've been a little bit shaky in terms of trying to find some offense. And you saw that in the game against Nevada a couple weeks ago up at the uh, Lawler Event Center in Reno. On the road, they've beaten uh, they beat San Jose State, and they beat Air Force, but those are the two real bottom feeders in the conference. Uh, Danny Sprinkle, look, I, I I think that he's done a tremendous job. He looks like he should be coach of the year in the conference. Uh, they're off a bad loss, though. They got blown out at Colorado State on Saturday, but yeah, uh, you know, look, you got to keep Jaden Ladee in check. I think if you don't give him easy baskets, and if the the big fellow Osabor can do well down low and just keep him at bay. I don't know about the Aztecs making shots here because uh, they made them in the home game uh, against uh, Utah State earlier this year. So, 
USU, I, I lean a little bit to the under, by the way, in this game, too. I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game. But uh, uh, Sprinkle is, I think, going to experiment with the lineup a little bit and see how they attack Ladee with the double team. And you got to force the Aztecs to make shots from the outside, and they can do it at Bias, but haven't always been able to do it on the road in conference play. At Wes Reynolds, one is where you could find Wes on Twitter. Uh, plenty of picks on uh, the vcin.com slash picks page. A bunch are already underway, so we uh, can't go back into the uh, DeLorean and take a look at those. So you have to check those out for yourself. Before we let you run, Wes, you've got your article up breaking down the Mexico Open. Not a not a star-studded feel like we saw last week at the Genesis. Uh, quick uh, breakdown, a minute or so, on what to expect and who to look to bet in the Mexico Open starting Thursday. Yeah, weaker field here, only four of the top 50. Tony Finau, the defending champions, the favorite at 750. But big, long course, par 71, almost 7,500 yards. So you want to look at guys that can really grip it and rip it off the tee. Keith Mitchell is a guy who uses 25 to 1. Davis Thompson, 35 to 1. A decent long shot out there at about 60 or 66 to 1. Jonathan Vegas, who plays very well on these like coastal, tropical climate type of course and on these uh, Paspalum greens, Paspalum fairways. So uh, all that write-up is at vcin.com for the Mexico Open before we start the Florida Swing next week. Wes, always appreciate it. We'll hear you tonight, 11 o'clock Eastern time on vcin tonight with humans. You got it, guys. Uh, glad to have you back Monday through Friday, JBP. Thanks, Wes. Appreciate it, man. There he is. Wes Reynolds, uh, he doesn't mean it because he's going against you and he hopes you lose your bet. I mean, I hope he loses his bet, too. So it's, it's Well, I guess you guys could fit. Slide it in the middle, right? Uh, well, we're both on the money line. Oh, no. Never mind. I mean, unless Damn. the world ends and society as we know it, I'd rather right not. before nah. the game ends, I'd, you could do that. I'd rather not. I was thinking someone had points. You didn't take the points, though. You're just going money line. By the way. We got a one-point game out there in Missouri. 17-16, Tennessee. Watch out, baby. Top 10 teams on the road this year. Hasn't been advantageous. It is V-CID primetime. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Jonathan Von Tobel on VSIN, the sports betting network. King Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no-sweat bet up to 1000 bucks in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the app, use the promo code VSIN, V-S-I-N. When you sign up, DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. You know what? Wes Reynolds has convinced me. Put it in the file. Another play, San Francisco. Don's, baby. Mm. Sure about that? Bill Russell, bring it on home. Why? You like San Francisco? I, mean, I, oh. no, <laughs> well, I just yeah. like to be annoying. Well, I agree. You know, if I'm going to go against the team who has the longest winning streak, might as well go against the team who has the second longest winning streak. So what could go wrong? Make it a night, baby. Yeah. Late night. 11 Eastern. Official play, Britain. Put it in there. Dons. I don't get the best number. I don't get the eight. Seven and a, seven and a half uh, is the play there. So a third play for your boy. Here tonight. That's a good point by Britton, our producer, uh, who our audience cannot hear. But uh, the Sharps get closing line value 100% of the time. You <laughs> have failed. That is true. They all, always get the CLV. Always, uh, always get it. All right. Um, got a story about that. I don't know, mate. Well, South Point's got an eight and a half. Oh, wow. We call that line shopping. Yeah. DraftKings, seven and a half. Juiced. All right. Uh, top of the hour, Drake May breakdown, courtesy of Coach Mike Sanford, longtime offensive coordinator at the Division One ranks. He was in on Caleb Williams last week. Seemed, uh, I would say last week, a little bit hot and cold on, on Caleb Williams. Wasn't all in on that. Uh, Brad Biggs uh, did join the program earlier in the show. If you missed it, Bears are picking a quarterback at one. Yeah. <laughs> he was uh, pretty convinced. By the way, JVT. Uh, give us an update on what is happening in Columbia, Missouri. Oh, yes. I didn't know that's what the city was called. Uh, 22 to 19. Missouri leads with 151 left to go in the first half. How about this? Tennessee potentially on upset alert. Very interesting times right now. Sean East with seven points on two of five shooting from the floor. Noah Carter matching him as well for Missouri with seven points. So uh, don't look now. An ugly game. Tennessee, I would assume. Is not going to continue to go over from beyond the arc. They are 6-21 from the floor, 0-7 from three-point range with seven turnovers. It is an ugly, ugly game so far. Uh, In-game, you can get Tennessee, who closed 12.5-point favorite at minus 6.5 at DraftKings right now, if you're wondering what that number was. I did tweet at our friend uh, Jim Root, who scheduled to join the program tomorrow, I believe. Uh, this stat about top 10 teams at unranked teams this year from a straight-up perspective, 37-37. and 37. And uh, Missouri, a mighty, uh, what is it, uh, 0 and 12 in the SEC? Yes, 0-12. Yeah. 0-12. Uh, that's not good. But they're fighting, fighting Mizzou Tigers right now, fighting Dennis Gates. M-I-Z. Z-O-U? That's what they do, yeah. I know that for sure. Jim Root told me that. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, All right. It is uh, All-Star break. Let me ask you this, JVT, before we get into uh, some look-ahead spots. This is one of the few times in the NBA schedule outside of opening night Mm. where you're going to have a line just hanging out there for four or five days. Correct the mundo. 
how did you do you look to a pounce, a pounce on these right away wait and see what's your do you have a method to attacking the first night after the all-star break i'm really glad you you mentioned this to me and it's actually a really big deal um no <laughs> <laughs> I, look, we, we're, the, the numbers have been up here for a little bit now. Uh, we've seen like some half point moves or some moves here and there. Um, you've seen a couple of spots. You know, uh, the big move so far on the board has been, I think, the Clippers Thunder game is one of the bigger ones. We saw it open two thirty nine and a half in some spots. We're down to two thirty seven and a half when it comes to the total. Uh, but for the most part, you're kind of right in line um, outside of that one. And then the Warriors Lakers Golden State is up towards of a four and a half point favorite after opening three. So, but for the most part, you're pretty much right in line with the openers. Um, I don't think you can. You don't think you can. Like you don't have to rush in and bet these right away. Um, you'll see a lot more movement, of course, as you get closer. Because here's the thing, Tim: you still want some report, uh, some injury report clarity. Because there is no injury reports out now. There are guys who were potentially questionable, right, at the back end of their time. You know, big one, for example, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard had an adductor strain that kept him out of the last game against the Golden State Warriors. Is he playing against the Oklahoma City Thunder? We don't really know yet at this point right now. So I think it's better to sit back and wait, unless you see by your projections like something big, uh, which by judging by the market moves, haven't seen a ton. I think it's better just sit back, wait, and wait to see, get some clarity. Tomorrow, 24 hours out, uh, you will start to see the injury reports pile in, and you'll start to get an idea of it. So you'll get more of a, clear, a sense of clarity when it comes to availability. But that's why I sit back and wait. I, I'd rather be sure in player availability who's in, who's out, or at least I know who's potentially questionable uh, as opposed to running in blindly because I think there's value on a number and sitting with my you know, thumb up my you-know-what. I was, I was going to ask you, but uh, well, that, that's not for – the families, families listening. We don't want to know what the you know what is. Um, all right, let's run through. Let's run through the awards market. We'll just kind of race through them. Anything worth to looking at betting? As uh, once again, well, the NBA at the break betting primer available for free right now. Vison.com slash guide. You made a noise when we talked about rookie of the year. How are you feeling? I feel great. What's feel- the, what, what did you have again? So I had. The field versus Victor Wembanyama over the summer at plus 126. Okay. And I was hoping that Scoot Henderson might have a good year. Uh, your guy Thompson, I was hoping. Chet, obviously. Oh, he's doing good, though. So right now we sit here. It's a two-horse race, and Victor Wembanyama is now out to minus $6. Chet Holmgren, plus 450. You took a, sl- uh, you took a bite of the apple at plus 500 yes. on, uh, on Chet. Plus um, 450. Worth it or no? Yeah. At about a week ago, yeah, I bet that. I think at 450, it's worth it. Look, if you look at right now, and again, I will always say this, and I'll, I will go back about three years ago, okay, because this is always just a really good example of it. So three years ago, I, I had Julius Randle to win most improved player at 22 to 1, okay? At that point, Jeremy Grant was minus 500 to win that award. These lines, for the most no, I'm not for the most part. These are not predictive in terms of awards. Right. They, you know, they they move with every single fart in the wind. Okay, so when you want to come <laughs> in and attack these, if you really analyze and look at some of the depth and the nuance of these statistics, the gap between Victor Wembanyama and Chet Holmgren is not that big. If you talk about production, you know, uh, the counting stats or the regular stats, we'll call them right points, rebounds, assists, blocks. They go for Victor Wembanyama. The advanced metrics go in favor of Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren is a key player on a team that could win a one seed in the Western Conference. Victor Wembanyama is the best player on one of the worst teams in the Western Conference. These are all things that will factor in. Now, one of the things that you do not have in uh, your your favor and my favor, because I did bet Holmgren, is the fact that there is a case, like I was listening to um, 
man, former Grizzlies general manager who John Hollinger, who was on with um, Zach Lowe. And he even said something along the lines of this year has always been about Victor Wembanyama. Yeah. Right. So there are some voters out there who made up their mind well before the season started. They were probably going to vote for this guy. But there are enough smart and nuanced voters out there that this is going to be much tighter than minus 600 plus 450 would tell you. So I do think that there is theoretical value in Holmgren at five to one plus 450 to win this award. Now, could we be sitting on a nice, you know, whatever, plus 455 to one? He eventually closes like three to one or whatever because of a, a strong push. He loses. That's fine. But I do think that the play here is Holmgren at five to one or plus 450. I don't think Mabanyama is running away with it to this degree. Coach of the year in the NFL is something we talk about a lot here on VEASAN. Shouts to our guy Femi Abebefe for uh, cashing a uh, Kevin Stefanski ticket. Uh, pretty juicy one at that. What do you make of uh, the NBA I hate it. coach of the year market? I hate it because you can – it's the same thing with Coach of the Year in the National Football League. Every single – at the top six guys, right, from Dagonal, Finch, Bickerstaff, Ty Lue, Rick Carlisle, Joe Mizzou. I, I think that I think Carlisle's probably the cutoff point, right? So we'll draw a line under Carlisle and a solid line at that. I can make a, a very strong and nuanced case for all top five guys when it comes to this market. Now, what's going to be interesting is, like with Dagonal here, and what could it come down to, Tim, is – does do Minnesota or, or does Minnesota or Oklahoma City win the one seed? Mm-hmm. And whoever wins the one seed, you could probably give it to that guy to win it, right? Because Dagnall, the coach, uh, head coach of Oklahoma City, Chris Finch, head coach of Minnesota. But I will say this: I think if you're if you're looking at it and how well they have played and all of that, for Chris Finch to get the turnaround from this team from last year. Remember, they were a playing team. Rudy Gobert socking guys on the bench before they get into the postseason. Um, they lose in the first round to the Denver Nuggets, albeit pretty competitively to then take that team, essentially the same team, and get them to play to this level where they could win the one seed, that is pretty impressive. And now, while Dagonal, you say, well, they were, uh, they were a playing team last year too. They didn't even make it in. Here they are. It's very true. Uh, but they're on that natural ascension. I think Finch does have a case. But as I said, they all have this really strong case. I, I wouldn't want to bet this with your money, only because I think that there's nuanced cases. But I think you're probably going Dagonal, Finch, just like the way the odds are, in their own little tier, a dotted line, J.B. Bickerstaff, a dotted line, Ty Lue, and then a somewhat more firm line with Rick Carlisle. But I think you end at Carlisle. I think that's the last guy that's going to be able to win this award. Mike Sanford coming up top of the hour. Quick update. How about this? Iowa on the road in East Lansing up 45-33 at the half. They closed as a nine-and-a-half point dog against Michigan State. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.